Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 84, titled, The Rapture of the Church. Let's spend some time on the second coming of Jesus, because this will be a great day for all those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ and a time of chaos for those left behind. So let's start with Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. The return of Jesus is mentioned throughout the Bible. The Bible is clear that there is a heaven and a hell, and the decisions we make in this lifetime will determine where we will spend eternity. We must think beyond the present and look to the future as we prepare for Jesus' return and the rapture of the church. Our lives must bear witness that we are ready at a moment's notice for the return of Jesus. Matthew chapter 24 verse 44 through 46 tells us, So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in the household to give them their food at the proper time. It would be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. So if we want to be a wise and faithful servant, we must be found doing the Father's business when Christ returns. In the Bible, we read of four examples of rapture-type events, but to clarify, the Bible does not use the word rapture. The Bible speaks of these events as being caught up, translated from the Greek word harpazo, meaning to snatch away or to take to oneself. Let's take a look at each of them so we can be familiar with the process. Enoch, who walked with God and pleased him, was the first to go to heaven while still being alive on earth. Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more, because God took him away. Elijah was the second to be caught up. His was a public event in front of 50 men as Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly, a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. The third event was that of the resurrected Jesus Christ, our Savior, after speaking to the disciples. Acts chapter 1, verses 7 through 11. He said to them, it is not for you to know when the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. 
They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So we see here a clear picture of the method of Christ's return. We read in Revelation chapter 11 of yet another rapture type event. God appoints two witnesses to prophesy for 42 months. Revelation chapter 11, verse 7 through 12. Verse 7. Now when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the public square of a great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. But after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked on. One thing we notice in each of these events is that it all happened suddenly without warning. The same will be true with the rapture of the church. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and 52. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Just imagine people throughout the world will be changed in the twinkling of an eye and caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. The return of Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus will be seen breaking through the clouds of heaven as he returns, coming in great power and glory. Luke 21 verses 25 through 28. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. For the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, 
stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. In the second coming, Jesus will appear to those who are looking for him. Let's have another look at our opening verse. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. No one knows the exact day of Jesus' return. Only the Father knows, we are told in Matthew 24, verse 36, and Jesus will return at an unexpected hour. Now keep that in mind because the tendency of some is to predict days and dates. We are given signs and seasons in the Bible, not dates. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 2, For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Jesus describes for us the signs of his return and the end of the world. Let's read Matthew 24, verses 3 through 8. Verse 3. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of birth pangs. So Jesus describes the signs of the times as birth pangs. Many of the signs have increased in frequency and intensity, like a woman giving birth. Today, if we look at what's currently going on on earth, countries and kingdoms are rising against one another, nationalities rising against each other. There are plagues occurring worldwide and earthquakes, floods, and famines in various places more frequently than before. Luke 21, verse 11. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ is the only way to be prepared for his coming. In our next study, we will talk about that in greater detail from 1 John. So if you want to read ahead, I strongly encourage you to do so. But to continue with today's study, only those who are saved will have a hiding place in times of chaos. Psalm 91 verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We must recognize the importance of renewing our minds to the things of God. Often people neglect the word of God because they have a mindset of the world. Where are you abiding today? Remember, preparation is never wasted. Jesus is coming back soon to rule and to reign. As Christians, we must be prepared for his coming. We see the signs that are spoken in the word of God being born again, spending time in the secret place of the Most High, prayer, 
Bible reading and sharing the Word of God with others prepares us for His return. The church will be raptured, caught up, just like Jesus. The world will sit back and be devastated by this biblical event. We will be with Jesus for eternity. What a celebration to be with Jesus and our Heavenly Father. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all peoples on the earth will mourn because of him. So it shall be. Amen. Let us be in prayer for those who are not saved or born again. May our love for the lost cause us to share the hope that is in us with those the Lord puts in our path. We must share the reality of the rapture and the greatness of Almighty God to provide eternal life through Jesus Christ, His Son.